This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest of the day. Uh, her name is Jane Jennifer McCormick. She's a business mindset hypnotherapist and kinesiology kinesiologist, and I'm fascinated with her story, her skill set, and I love it when entrepreneurs can combine mindset and talking about physiology, getting into your body state flow. And I hope she can provide something inspiring and that the audience can take away with. So, Jennifer, welcome. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, I know uh, we connected through Podmatch, and you've got uh, quite an interesting skill set that I would love the love for you to share with the audience. So, talk about your story and your background, and we'll dive right into the conversation. Yeah, I do have an interesting skill set, and it's not a skill set that you normally come across the combination of modalities, but I've done it very strategically. So. Back years ago, I actually spent 20 years in the rag trade, in the fashion industry, and got to a point in my career where on paper everything looked amazing. We we climbed the corporate ladder. We had the six-figure jobs. Everything was perfect. You travelled. You you went overseas three, four times a year. You're at the top of your game. But I was burnt out and I started to have children where I really, I thought that I could just be one of those mums that went to work, husband stayed home, look after the kids, but when you have that little bubba in your hand, it's such a different story. And I didn't want to go back. And I've always been to seen a kinesiologist throughout my life and something just flipped one day. I went, I want to study this. I don't know where it's going to go, but I want to learn this modality. And from that, I started working with babies that couldn't sleep, so we dealt a lot with birth trauma. And then working, I did a good five years in gut health. Mm. So I would, the clients would come to me when they had been to all the specialists, all the natural therapies, they'd done all the elimination diets, and they weren't getting results. They were still having bloating. They were still having all the symptoms, all the IBS symptoms. So what I worked on with them was the anxiety was the stress that was making them feel sick. And it was one day I was working with a fellow kinesiologist and she was working on some gut health stuff. And we noticed the more we improved her gut health through releasing the stress and tension throughout her body, the more her business was growing. And so we got intrigued and we're like, is this just a coincidence? Or can we flip the switch here somehow to ask the body to focus on a business growth instead of a physical healing? 
Because uh, with kinesiology, we have uh, two bits of information that we input into the body. One, which is where we're at now, what's happening. What's happening is the bloating. What's happening is, you know, the inconsistency with our diet and how we're reacting to food. And then we have a goal. Well, we want no bloating. We want to be able to eat what we want to eat to a certain extent. We want to know how our body's reacting to things. So we're like, okay, well, what happens if we input into the body and tell the body, because our body is an internal guidance of subconscious information that knows how to heal better than we do consciously. So what if we tell the body we want 12 clients instead of 10 and see what happens? And we were intrigued that this started to work. And so we went from, we took her from 10 clients to 12 clients to 15 clients a week. And we're like, there is something in this. So I started to do more case studies. And I wanted to see why this worked, how this works, what was the, the broad spectrum of all of this. So my first case study was a business strategist. So I'm like, I really like this because she has the strategy on how to make businesses work. That's one thing I don't have, but what I do have is the energetics behind it. So she came to me, this business strategist, and she was going through a real lull period in her business where she was not only not making money, she was borrowing money to survive. So I'm like, okay, this could be an interesting case study. And I said to her, what is your goal for this month? Let's work for every week for a month, see what happens. She goes, my goal, I need $10,000. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So inputting that into the body, we want $10,000 in the next four weeks. We worked on things like how she looked at business because she came from a family of employees. So business appeared to her and her family and her heritage as very risky. Uh. So she had this underlying belief that doing business was a risk. We worked on emotions that she was holding. We worked on the stresses. We worked on creating a routine for her where it helped her get into her flow. So that looked like things like focusing on your goals. What structure do you need in your business? What do you need to do in, in the morning, whether that was you know, we worked for her was the best thing was intermittent fasting. And so we worked out for her and her body what she needed to create a routine of flow. And so we did that every single week for four weeks. And at the end of the four weeks, I said to her, what is your tally? What's the income that you've brought in this month? Don't tell me it's nothing. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was $9,997. $9, this is brilliant. So I've been doing that ever since. And while on one aspect for me, it's it's fun and games to play with numbers and, you know, how much money can we bring in and how many clients we can bring in. But then I started to see, Christopher, the impact it was having in some of these women's lives. And it wasn't just about bringing in numbers. It was helping them escape abusive relationships where they were financially tied up in and they had no financial control. It helps single mums be able to not have to do three jobs to look after their family, but actually give them not even financial stability, but financial being able to thrive in that section. Like, And that's, that's why I do what I do. But how, why I brought in all these modalities, 
Because while kinesiology works brilliant on the energetic level and the energetics filtrate into the cellular level, into the mind and into the consciousness and subconscious, there are some people that are stuck in their head and women are really good at this. We are very good at making up stories that are not real. We're really good at holding on to paths that we just need to let go of. So that's where things like NRT works brilliantly for that. Hypnosis is amazing. Just work on that cognitive level down to the energetics. So it's like a, approaching the mind, body and soul from both directions so we can get not only lasting results but almost immediate results. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Very, really interesting because uh, I, I love how you're describing your um, your ideal career. I mean, I have a similar story. It was like, you know, I had the six figure, I had all the accolades, except I was living my parents' life, not my life. So what it's interesting is you're talking about this. Basically, it sounds like you're talking about this law of attraction, which I wanted to delve more into because you have this energetic shift for business growth. And it reminds me of this one time I read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. And at the end of the book, she's got this a blank check. You can write a blank check to yourself from the universe. And I think, you know, in my early 20s, I put like 100K and I never made that in, you know, ever amount. And then I put that in like that. I think it was like a year later, like my income was like 100 and, 102K or something like that. It was It was fascinating. But, um, but uh, yeah, talk about in your work, you emphasize creating energetic shifts to help business owners scale to significant monthly earners and could you describe what these shifts typically involve i'm i'm, it's, I'm very fascinated yeah let's go back to a scientific level right so what we know with every cell in the body right is that it's made up of 0.0001 percent matter and 99.99 percent energy and we know that that energy acts as a magnet and it can be influenced by energy around it. So this is on a practical level. This is like when you walk into a room and everyone is stressed, like you feel that immediately, right? <laughs> or when you go into a room, everyone's having the best time. You're like, it's like infectious. Right? Yeah. And it's the same sort of thing. So when our cells and when our bodies held with trauma of the past, with self-doubt, with beliefs that say that you can't have what you want, mm. it attracts to your world exactly that. So part of this energetic work is what energy 
what beliefs are you holding that do not serve where you want to go and what you said about your career and living your parents career so to speak or your parents wishes is so true because we talk about the go with the flow right yeah i see go with the flow as in we're going with the flow of our inherited beliefs and values and when we look at how we obtain those beliefs and values they're instilled us with our when we grow up when we look at our primary caregiving years from zero to seven that's when most of our beliefs and our values and and our programs are inbuilt and that's from our parents so if we want to live our parents life go with the flow <laughs> right yeah but if we want to if we want something different we're going to have to construct a different energy a different way of thinking a different internal program and it's not until we start to go on that path and question but well, why does this feel so hard when i actually really want it and yeah. then you look underneath and you're like, well, because there is a belief that wealthy people are, are not good. The wealthy people only have one thing in mind. Wealthy people are X. The wealthy people are this and they're not good people, right? Yeah. So why would I attract wealth to me if I think that I'm going to be a horrible person because that's what I grew up to believe, right? right? So it's it's... Being able to have that level of self-awareness to go, things aren't working out here, what is the underlying belief? And here's an example. I was talking to a girl years ago and she was a beautician and she was like, it's really hard for me to not only make money but to hold money. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? Tell me about what you saw around money when you were growing up. Well, she's like, it's interesting because I come from a wealthy family. It's not the first time I've heard this. I've come from a wealthy family. Dad earned all the money. He was the primary caregiver, primary breadwinner. And he used to give mum money to pay the bills, to look after the family, blah, blah. But what I saw was that mum couldn't be trusted with money and dad drip fed her. So I made that believe, or she made that believe, that women were no good with money. So for her, if I don't feel good with money, if I don't feel like I can look after it, if I don't feel like I can be responsible with it, how can I trust myself with it? So therefore, I won't earn too much. I'll earn just enough, <laughs> maybe a tiny bit more, but I will never earn enough where it makes me feel uncomfortable taking responsibility for it. So it doesn't matter if you come from a, a family from poverty or a wealthy family. What matters is what you saw and what you made that mean to you. Yeah, it's really just kind of the the, the law of attraction and manifesting and uh, just the way you describe things on a re reconstructing things on an energetic level is really um interesting and so you've spoken about this impact of our parents earning on our own money mindset why do you think this connection exists and how does it affect you know us as business owners entrepreneurs why does connection exist because we now in our younger years we're sponges we don't learn by doing we learn by seeing 
we lead we take examples from our external world on how we should be how we should behave what we should think what we should feel how we should feel mm-hmm. so when we are 24 7 with mum and dad our parents especially those, those very early years they're our pinnacle they're our safety whether that is emotional safety physical safety financial safety we have a sense of safety with them and this i mean we could go into that and look at relationships right and why some people keep um, attracting abusive partners uh-huh. so there's a sense of safety in that if there was a level of toxicity in your household as you were growing up it's normal it's your comfort zone and you'll naturally always draw back into your comfort zone. Now, your comfort zone might be highly toxic. <laughs> it might be gambling. It might be addiction. But if it's if it's normal for you and it's all you know, there's a, a cellular sense of safety there. Yeah. The unknown, the unfamiliar, that brings on that fight-or-flight system. It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. And sometimes that is money. Sometimes that is business. Sometimes that is exposure. Sometimes that is the world seeing you. I was having a conversation with one of my entrepreneurs last night and we were talking about marketing. And it's almost like one line that I used with her is, the loudest person wins. Who can be seen the most? Who can who can talk the loudest? Who can be have the biggest, broadest message? And she just goes, that just scared me. Let's unpack that. Why did it scare you? Because it shows in her a level of vulnerability. What if I get caught out? What if that I'm not good enough? You know, and all these underlying beliefs that we have around being seen and being heard, especially when we look at women, it's a very, it's a relatively new thing for women to be in business. It's a relatively new thing for them to have their own platform. So some women still have ingrained in them this belief that I need to be quiet, I need to sit in the corner and observe. And so mm-hmm. when it's time for them to do business and to be seen, be heard, because that's how we obtain customers, that there is a nervous system dysregulation that happens that we've got to make our new comfort zone. Yeah. So business is a very big personal development journey unless you come from an entrepreneurial background and then it's not necessarily about just going with that flow it's how I perceived that journey in my parents and what I made that mean to me did dad bring me on board in his company and made me feel like it was okay for me to work in there as well and experience that flow or was he always this is my thing and you're there and let me do my thing, right? And then for did you make that mean that dad was the entrepreneurial one, he was the business mind, not me? So it always goes to how did you perceive everything and is that in alignment with where you want to go? Yeah. I always say that where you are now is based on the beliefs, the values, the programming, the thoughts that you have in this moment or you've had before to get to this moment. If you have a goal that's over here, you car- it's over here because you currently do not have the beliefs, the values, 
the understanding, maybe even the knowledge that is needed to be here. Once you do, you are here. So there's always is, where's the gap and how do I close it? Yeah. Yeah, and kind of a follow-up question is, uh, so, you know, what are some of the ways in which emotional trauma can be healed and what advice would you give to entrepreneurs wanting to heal these these um, types of emotional trauma? How do we heal emotional trauma? To be honest with you, Christopher, there's so many ways. And I love my modalities because they work for me. The ultimate thing here is you want a modality, no matter what it is, to be able to tap into your subconscious because that's where the good changes are made, permanent changes. Are made. I can tell you, you know what, you are so you are the person that gets the million-dollar business. At a conscious level, you can fight that. You can make all the excuses, oh, yeah, but I don't have the marketing skill set. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I've never seen anyone do that. And but on a, on a subconscious level, it's totally different, right? On a subconscious level, especially when you go into, say, a hypnotic state, the, the barrier is lifted. So whether that barrier is lifted through hypnosis, whether that barrier is lifted through kinesiology, whether that barrier is lifted through breath work or journaling or anything like that, that is a very personal thing, right? I had one guy in here, he wanted to quit smoking. And I looked at him and went, hypnosis will not work for you because you don't want to quit smoking. Your wife wants you to quit smoking. <laughs> and there is a big difference when it comes to intention. That is a really good example of you've got to want to change. Yeah. There are so many people that are stuck to their trauma. Their trauma is part of their identity, part of who they are. And the question gets to be, who are you without that? Who mm -hmm. are you if you drop the story? Who are you if you never speak about that again? Yeah. Do you even know who that is? So years ago, I was attracting a lot of women that had gone through um, some sort of sexual abuse. Mm. And one, one woman in particular, we unraveled this that when she was getting abused, that her abuser would pay her afterwards to keep her quiet. So she had this association with money that never felt good. But she found it so difficult to receive money because it always reminded her of these incidences when she was younger. Mm -hmm. So part of it gets to be, are you ready to let that story go? Letting it go does not mean that it was right. It doesn't mean that it was okay. It doesn't mean you need to reconnect with those people. And I'm talking about any situation. But what it means is that you get to let go of the emotional attachment. And that energetic emotional attachment is what is the driver that keeps the trauma alive not actually the trauma itself, especially when it comes to years down the track. It's the emotional attachment that we have to it. Mm -hmm. It's the injustice. It's the hurt. It's the pain. Yeah. And the moment we can let go of that aspect of it, our life can change.
which which brings me kind of this uh this idea of uh, forgiveness because Oprah was saying that um you know basically you don't condone what happened is that and you but you let it go and one so my like my follow up question is so for example you know forgiveness right my just a hypothetical scenario is let's say you know client just suffer horrible abuse and then let's say you know 20 30 years later he or she uh, encounters their perpetrator and the perpetrator is um either bleeding out or dying what what is forgiveness in that constant context does he or she save that person or does he or she person you know let that person suffer and then i'm just curious about that it's a really good point and yeah. what you say about Oprah is very true. Forgiveness is not about condoning what has been done, but it's the ability to let go, right? It's the ability to leave the past in the past. It's the, I always say the, the more you hold on to the emotions of the abuse of the trauma, they are still controlling you. And mm. you have to have the power to control you. Only you controls you. So give empower yourself, take back your power and go, do I want to keep focusing on this or not? Um, and this is where we can go into the NRT, which is about how do we rewire the brain not to necessarily come into a positive state but into out of a negative state, right? So it can be neutral. When you, I always say this, forgiveness is not about condoning it's about letting go, but you're also allowed to have boundaries around that. So if you were mistreated as a child, the, the forgiveness is for you, but you're also allowed to have boundaries around that mm-hmm. to be whoever you want them to be. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I need to go back to that person. That doesn't mean I still need to associate with that person. Mm-hmm. They're boundaries, and that's mm-hmm. very different from forgiveness. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. So to your question, what do you do if you find them? You can do whatever you want Mm -hmm. because you have free will. But if you are not helping them for revenge or to watch them suffer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then I ask the question, have you truly let go? Because when we look at revenge, what is revenge anchored in? There is an emotional emotion in you that revenge is anchored in which tells me you fully haven't let go of what's happened Mm, interesting yeah because it's kind of interesting because it's kind of the intention like you know revenge is intentional like so it's kind of interesting that uh and i'm yeah i I love this idea of boundaries i have to think more after our after our talk about this and uh, because you know the it's kind of cliche now people are like oh just let it go you know forgiveness but then actually you know if you actually think about it like put your feet to the fire you know if like they were suffering do you let them suffer and then oh the other thing was there's like different levels of forgiveness it's like you know kind of like you basically forgive to heal but then then also there's forgiveness to love basically where you love your the people that hurt you you know that you know that caused your suffering that's like that's like kind of mother Teresa level um you know that takes you know a huge amount of you know courage to 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 uh to live it at that that Christopher and I I personally look at this from an observation perspective right yeah. and it is the acknowledgement that we are all on our individual journeys 
So my journey is very different to your journey. And it's less about love as in what we perceive as love, you know, in, in the Hollywood movies and whatnot, but more as love as acceptance, more as love as I know you're a toxic person and you're not changing and that is okay because no. I have control over you and you have free will. And this is your life and your life path that you get to live, and that is okay. Yeah. But yeah. I also get to have my boundaries and go, how much in your world do I want to be or not? Right. And this goes a lot when I see toxic parents, right, that have neglected children or abused them in some sort of way. It's like we can forgive our parents. But does that mean you need them 100% in your world? Uh -huh. right? And you said before, it's like, do I want to step back in the fire? Yeah. So there's these different elements of I get to respect who you are, where you are, how you do life, and yeah. knowing that's not the way that I do. But that's okay because that's the choices that you get to make. Yeah. Yeah, fascinating. And if I like them, I can I will bring you into my world. But I have a choice and mm -hmm. boundaries and values and standards that I need to honor within myself. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, I I need to have have you on a on a future episode because you talk about, you know, you have so many different modalities that we can contribute that contribute to achieving business, health, and wellness goals and kind of um you can make the kinds of results and transformations talk, talking about, you know, quantum transformations, which is really interesting. Um, how can people check out your website, your work, your follow you on social media, reach out to you, et cetera. So I'm on social media is on Instagram mainly. So I'm at Jennifer McCormack wellness and my website is Jennifer McCormack.com.au because I'm in Australia. And for all the audience out there, um, that's why I love talking to entrepreneurs with just so much diverse um, skill sets and perspectives, you know, kind of get things that, you know, kind of things that plague all of us. And um, all of our resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to give her a like, follow, share, comment, subscribe, check out her website, check out her work, reach out to her. And with that, thanks so much for an insightful conversation. Thanks, Christopher. I appreciate today.